All right, we are live for the Friday edition of the Mike and Mario Show. Back at it uh, again. Looking forward to uh, connecting and just talking about the events that unfolded this past week, as well as looking ahead as we draw towards the end of 2022. But Mario, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing fine, Mike. It's uh, getting cold here now. It's yeah. uh, pretty cold. Uh, I think uh, it was relatively warm up until recently, but the winter's coming, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, we're going to look uh, a little bit uh, at counterparty risk, mm-hmm. which is something that we've covered for many years, you and I, uh, especially to do with the, the the financial markets and how important it is to have exposure outside the system mm-hmm. so we don't have counterparty risk. Of course, uh, holding uh, gold, physical gold and silver is a way to do it. Anything that's physical in your possession, your home, uh, doesn't have counterparty risk. And uh, I think the biggest stake, uh, apart from all the uh, connections uh, between FTC and other entities, the biggest stake for me uh, about this crisis is counterparty risk. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's ironic that the uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and the blockchain were supposed to solve that problem, right. uh, uh, becoming that you didn't have to like, uh, have trust on, because it's a trustless system. Right. Uh, the coins themselves might uh, still be trustless, uh, and I think uh, Bitcoin is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to be careful where you keep it. Uh, right. You keep your cryptos. Right, hundred percent. I think, like for me, for me personally, I've been following this FTX situation just because it has really exposed how interconnected the system really is. Like, even though, as you was describing, the crypto is designed to be away from. The legacy system but then again it's dependent upon the funds coming out of the legacy system and to the crypto space and ftx is really exposing how interconnected it is because we're still finding out how much funds was trapped in ftx and we still don't have a final number and i actually saw an article talking about as of now globally uh it might be up to one million or so creditors of course institutions individuals or whatever it's like that right there is going to shake some stuff out and then as of recently, um, exposure from the banking sector. And so I, I did a video earlier talking about how just FTX is basically exposing all the uh, counterparty risks that's, that's trickling up towards the legacy system, i.e. the too big to fail banks. And so we can just jump into that if you want to. But uh, here is a let me share which I got lots of articles here. So uh, bear with us here. But here's a headline that just, you know, brings more of the truth to light. And so this here talks about uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, among uh, potentially exposed FTX parties. And so this right here could be very concerning just because you know we didn't know how how much say so or how much uh, or how much currency the banks have in this space until it's exposed from FTX. So yeah, we won't know for a while. And uh, there's another company called Genesis Trading. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Winklevoss brothers, they had to close some kind of activity. Oh, no, Gem- Gemini. So Ge- Gemini is a Winklevoss, yeah. Gemini. Yeah, Gemini, Genesis. Uh, there's also a Galaxy, who mm-hmm. an ex-Goldman Sachs uh, guy. He's yeah. got a, a crypto uh, hedge fund. And, and a lot of these uh, ex-Wall uh, Street people, they probably get a lot of their funding from Wall Street. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, we can only speculate for now because uh, we don't know any right. uh, more about it. But, um, yeah, and um, it definitely uh, also um, 
how can I say, discourages people mm -hmm. to get involved in crypto. Right, right. Especially people who are not aware uh, of what crypto is all about, who haven't done their homework like you and I have. Mm -hmm. For example, I, I actually uh, uh, decided uh, recently to to put a lot of the coins that I get for my videos on Steemit, D2, mm -hmm. other blockchain platforms into Ethereum and put it into to stake it. <laughs> you know, it's not that much, you know, it won't yeah. hurt. But I'm doing it now because I think it's probably not a bad time. Right. Just speculate a little bit because it's so it's gone down so much. Right. And I think everybody who has exposure to that space is definitely rethinking some things just because the contagion is, is still unwinding. And before we move forward, I want to show you some of the uh, names listed here. And then it says here contract counterparties. So here is just some of the details that was given after the bankruptcy filing and them listing some parties and things of that nature who have exposure. And so it just talks about 5% equity and Sam, Samuel Bankman Freeman and all his board or whoever. Professionals, Chain Analysis, which is a blockchain editing company, banks, financial ent entities, Bank of America, Circle, JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo. Silvergate is a big one because they're the ones that's issuing all these uh, loans against crypto. I think Michael Saylor is heavily indebted to them. Yeah. Then we Lots have- uh, for Circle, read Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's, Goldman Sachs. Sir, they own Circle. Okay. So, that's going to be more. And then we have, I've watched all this week how Kevin O'Leary and, uh, and of course, we have Tom Brady, Steph Curry, part of a law, class action lawsuit. So, the counterparties. You know, <laughs> a lot of people thought they were clear scot-free after signing their deals of whatever they were signed up for. But then again, once that one domino falls, they're all starting to fall uh, simultaneously. So uh, just as you mentioned before, the importance of being in the, in the real world with something physical, people are realizing that now. And it's going to be hard also for this space to move forward if it's meant to actually succeed. And the only way you can do that is to bring in fresh capital, i.e. Your, your retirement funds and your grandmother's savings. And yeah. a lot of people right now are, you know, re the, thing, yeah. the thing is, um, when I uh, started looking at uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies back in 2012, mm -hmm. uh, it was supposed to be outside this legacy system. It, right. it was supposed to be you just put your money there, you know, and uh, you don't get your pension involved because your pension is through Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, uh, ever since around 2017, 2018, mm -hmm. Wall Street, uh, and I could see see that. They infiltrated the crypto space mm -hmm. and uh, they turned it into uh, a second version of Wall Street. Yeah, uh, I think that's a bad thing. It's a big step back. Uh, I even saw that uh, a decentralized uh, exchange, which is supposed to be decentralized and safe, is in trouble as well, uh, which is difficult to understand. Um, yeah. but, um, now, now, speaking of which, let me share something with you real quick. So here is another, more information. Uh, so Ontario teachers pension plan to write down 95 million FTX investment to zero. And so as a part of all the, you know, the, the interviews that's been given by a lot of famous people out there, everybody's writing down debt. And I'm thinking like you're writing down debt, but then again, those are your investors capital. So how, like, you know, how, how, you know, how does that impact the overall operations? If you're just, everybody's writing down their exposure yeah. to FTX right now. So. Well, I mean, it's not even to like one, uh, five million. This is to zero. Right. And I think the, whoever uh, at that teacher's pension plan fund decided to put uh, 
money with them is probably mm -hmm. going to get the sack or should get the sack. Mm. Because, uh, it's funny because this guy, SBF, he ensnared <laughs> so many people into it. And, and I think he had a lot of support as well from we don't know yet, but mm -hmm. uh, I think it, it's a much bigger story. And a, a lot of you probably know that the, those who, of you who are watching, yeah. uh, I think it could have been a deep state operation to, to uh, how can I say, discourage people from uh, uh, decentralized cryptocurrencies, even though FTX is not decentralized. And it's mm -hmm. ironic, and maybe you can bring it up, that um, the New York Fed and 12 banks started testing CBDCs just a few days after uh, this incident. Right, right. I, I didn't find that to be accidental, to say the least. Because mm. because it, it flew under the radar, and so here's just a headline here: Banking giants and New York Fed start 12-week digital dollar pilot, and then you know another article here. This is directly from the Fed. Here it says New York Innovation Center to explore feasibility of a theoretical payment system designed to facilitate and settle digital asset transactions. So yeah. this happened in the midst of all the contagion yeah. in the crypto space, and we found out now as well that uh, Gary Gensler. Uh, who's ex Goldman Sachs? Mm -hmm. uh, he's the uh, head of the SEC, so the main regulator. His uh, boss at MIT because he went to teach at MIT a few years ago. Mm -hmm. His boss mm -hmm. at MIT was the father of that uh, Ellison girl from the Alameda hedge fund, who was the girlfriend yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, you, you kind of there's a lot of red flags in the fact that the New York Times was going to have an event with this uh, SBF. Plus, uh, the president of that country that starts with the U, Elensky. Right. <laughs> uh, who else is going to be there? Uh, Larry Fink of BlackRock was going to be involved. Janet and, Yellen. Uh, Janet Yellen, the U.S. Treasury Secretary. It just uh, the the thing is, uh, if you know about crypto like I, I do, because I, I I got involved and looked at it almost at the beginning. Uh, they, they're not people who want to deal with Janet Yellen or Larry mm -hmm. Fink. They're mm -hmm. trying to escape those people. So SBF, for me, he's like a, they used him. Yeah, he was definitely just the front man amongst many other people who end up making it into the spotlight and getting all the attention. So I always look at like even the politicians, the people who are allowed to step out in front and be the spokesman or the or the cheerleader for or the person who initiates that first piece of legislation to change the world, you know, who's backing that? Who wrote that yeah. legislation? Who's funding uh, it? That's where you got to follow that trail. And then and, uh, stuff comes to the light. Even Mr. 45, you know, we have to be, we can't really trust everything he says because. Right. You know, he's, you know, he, and that's where, you know, he's, he's, he's now he's back in the light. Now he's going for another term. I'm thinking like, you know, just once yeah, again, well, I think it, it's, yeah, it's more uh, of a distraction. It helps the mainstream media because they've got a lot more to talk about now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, let's keep it moving, man. Uh, we can just because this, this spillover will make its way into the legacy system yeah, at some that, point. That's officially. why it's important. Uh, again, the counterparty. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important for people, in my opinion, I'm not giving advice to have a little bit of, uh, if you can, uh, silver and gold outside the system. It, right. it, it uh, reinforces that. Um, strategy. Yeah. Very true. Very true. 
Um, okay, so there's more stories worth touching on. So feel free to throw out, you know, topics, subject matters if you guys want to. Now, with this, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts with this digital dollar, like, um, because that is a major story, especially when it comes to uh, this pilot, 12-week pilot is designed to work with the big banks and basically allow payments to be transferred utilizing central bank liability. So they're, they're saying it's an example. They're using an example of tokens, but we know it's going to be the CBDC. Now, one of the biggest threats was that they'll never introduce a CBDC because it's going to disrupt the banks. It's going to alleviate the banks and the banks don't want that. But with this exercise here, they're working hand in hand, utilizing the system all on the one ledger, the reliability network and so like that. So my suspicion is that as we move further into tighter market conditions, something will break. And a part of the providing liquidity to the system will be through this potential method rather than the old way that, you know, this is where I'm still going to stand until, you know, I'm proven otherwise. But, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Is this CBDC intentional for a rollout sometime in 2023, 2024, once the official recession actually happens? Well, I, I'm not too sure. And uh, it's quite, uh, I haven't really looked closely into that, but. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like uh, instead of having a cash or a checking system, mm -hmm. they'll just uh, uh, send the CBDC to, let's say, JP Morgan, and JP mm -hmm. Morgan will credit the uh, you know clients. You know, yeah. Uh, we thought, I guess, earlier that if we're going to have a Fed coin, that we'd get uh, a Fed wallet, but they might not get involved in that. I, I think. They can't because legal uh, because of legal reasons, and I think right. Jay Powell mentioned that right. I think, uh, a year ago. Uh, you still have to get an act of Congress for that. Yeah. Uh, so people can't really bank directly with with the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why they're doing that. Um, yeah. I guess one way to have the Fed be direct directly sending its people is if there's a banking collapse and JP Morgan and all the other banks go under, but, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to process to say the least, but, um, let, let's touch on, of course, the debt market, you know, the, of course, as of now, I was looking at, um, let me just put us on the screen here. So I was just looking at, uh, the extreme inversion of the yield curve. So just, this yeah. is just, as of now and let's looking at these figures here man you know every you know we got the two month three month six month one year two year yeah. three year <laughs> you know it's completely upside down and yeah. so go ahead i'm sorry no 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 yeah even the one month uh for example uh bill rate at mm -hmm. 3.857 that's mm -hmm. higher than the uh the almost uh higher that well it's higher than the 10 year yeah that that's basically a signal that we're gonna have a recession or a crisis in the next few months because uh, the curve inverted uh, in late 2019 and then in March 2020 mm -hmm. we had a crisis and uh, I think it inverted in 06 07 yeah. and we had the crisis in 08 so yeah and this is uh it has been inverting for a while the curve but now is uh, accentuated and the reason why it for uh casts a recession is because usually the lending institutions they borrow uh let's say three month money or one month money mm -hmm. and with that money they lend out longer term <laughs> and they make money on that let's say they they borrow at four percent and then they yeah. lend out at 
7%, but now they can't do that. They're, they're borrowing above 4% and they're only getting 3.8 longer term. So, and the other thing as well, I spoke about that recently, is that the uh, 30-year mortgage rate, mm-hmm. that that's continued to go higher. It's like above 7%, I think, yeah. despite the fact that the longer term yield treasuries have come down. So what that's showing as well is that uh, lending institutions would rather buy treasuries than lend to uh, to the general public through mortgage yeah. because they think there's a risk. So yeah, we, I, I, the UK already and Europe, we're we're going into a recession. Even the government admitted it, yeah. and I don't think the US is too far behind. Yeah, and so I want to share with you uh, a recent that I, you know you, I've shared it with you, but just the um, tweet from Tavi Costa, and he does a good job of basically just highlighting with them, uh, illustration here, just showing where we're at right now. And mm. so how severe it is. And according to previous events over the last 50 years, whenever there was an extreme yield inversion to this measure of 76% or so, as he put here, we are now 70%, 76% with the Fed still hiking rates and doing QT. And so something breaks and there is a usually a, a, a reversal of policy. Now, one thing that I'm I just so I'm thinking, like, OK, looking ahead. So are we looking at possible spring? According to this chart here, how everything prior to now is labeled as an event. So Mm. will there be an actual event that we will look back and give it a name? Or is it just a slow erosion of confidence in the financial sector in general, which will cause the Federal Reserve to dial back on their month or their, you know, their Mm. their hikes? Uh, What do you think? I think there will be an an event, really, Mm. because uh, the last one, two, three, four, five six times there were events except maybe like yeah i mean that was the double dip recession in the early 80s there um so and there and yeah i think there will be event could it be uh i don't know what it's gonna be <laughs> I think it's coming soon it's probably coming in the next 12 12 12 months mm. maybe even 12 weeks <laughs> yeah yeah, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I just based upon all the information that's given to us now and how magnified things are globally, it just seems like spring is a ideal time frame for there to be a uh, some type of actual black swan event, uh, or some type of financial contagion event, or something like that. Or it could so, be next week. Or it could be next week, right? That's the you never know in in this world. But you know, the midterms are now, I guess, over with. Or the Republicans has a House and Senate is the Democrats. So we'll get more, we'll get more stalemates when it comes time to respond to financial crises. So it's going, they're going to, they're going to weaponize politics for sure, putting more lack of confidence in the system. So eventually, the stock market will reflect it because as of now, it's 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 relatively stable given the the debt market. So it's like okay. And then, of course, the Dixie, you know, your, your favorite index <laughs> oh. is down a little bit. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, man. So, yeah, once again, just, you know, the contagion continues, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's move on. We got more subjects here. Um, let's touch on. OK, so you sent me this article here about central banks. And I, and I had a chance to go through this and just the negative consequences of QE. And yeah. I think it had to do with the, you know, the, the negative equity on central banks balance sheets nowadays, if it even matters because they're yeah. the issuers of the currency. So yeah. what, what was your takeaway on this? Well, uh, the, the problem with uh, QE now is that uh, with interest rates going up and bond prices going down, 
their balance sheets, like you said, don't they, they're showing losses. Mm-hmm. So uh, if they just uh, do QE to buy, um, you know, willy nilly to buy uh, bonds to 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 make the price go up, mm-hmm. it could reflect flat, reflect badly on them. And investors might see that as a sign of inflation, like that article says. So mm-hmm. basically, it's saying that it's really hard uh, right now for for them to justify uh, QE. Mm-hmm. You might need a crisis uh, to push people into treasuries to make the treasury prices go up. Yeah. So that has an excuse to to buy to buy those bonds, so it improves their balance sheet. So yeah. Or, or I guess he didn't mention that the guy from the FT. There's the uh, head of the Dutch Central Bank uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago said they could uh, use their gold reserves to reliquify the balance sheet. Mm, that would be interesting. So I, I, I've been following, you know, following somewhat, and so even this article hints on the fact that as of right now, it actually gives a couple banks um, in reference to their supposedly. Let me see. We got so we got uh, several banks that right now literally are. Because you mentioned because of the hike interest rates, uh, they're negative equity. And it's like, OK, so if 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 central banks themselves are not um, uh, they're not almighty. So at some point they're going to have to be oh, yeah. out to like, you know, so yeah. is is the is the role in a rush to go all of a sudden from Eastern nations that reassurance plan that they're trying to uh, yeah. have just in case, because oh, yeah. the banks at the end of the day, uh, Asia they know well what gold means and uh they they can see the writing on the wall uh president putin has been warning the whole world for <laughs> the, the last six seven months uh, about the mythical values and, and we're seeing now uh treasury holdings by foreigners dropped uh, by 4.1 percent in one month the latest re- reporting period which is quite significant. Uh, annualized, that would be like 50% drop in treasury holdings. Hmm. So, yeah. And the thing about the balance sheet of the central bank, if it starts looking really bad, if it's uh, in the red deeply, yeah, they, they, they'll keep running because central banks are above the law. Mm-hmm. But investors are going to say, well, this their their liabilities can't be worth much. Uh, which is the currency. currency so that, that means, you know, more, uh, and people forget, you know, a lot of people think that inflation is caused by higher energy prices, but that's totally wrong. I try mm-hmm. to tell people, but they still don't want to to uh, accept it. Right. What that will mean, yeah, it, just more currency debasement, mm-hmm. more uh, higher prices, because you buy things with currency. Right. And if that currency becomes worth less, everything becomes more expensive. So right. that that's the ultimate um, consequence of, of that, the balance sheet. Uh, and that's why those countries that you show there, Chile and some others, yeah, their currencies aren't that good. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so, yeah, you you hinted at the, uh, the sell-off in Treasury. So, you know, this is pretty important, I think, to mention. So... Um, because you talked about uh, was it we said fifty percent over the last how many? Yeah. How many? If, you, if you scroll down, yeah, uh, yeah you see there uh, 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 for official there uh, you see in August uh, foreigners held three point nine oh four trillion mm-hmm. uh, treasuries, and uh, in Sept- September 
it dropped to 3.7418, which is a 4.1% drop in one month. So if you multiply that, that by 12, you're almost up to 50% annualized. I'm not saying it's going to happen, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, it's not a good sign. If you look at China as well, mm -hmm. uh, they, they dropped from 972 to 933. Mm -hmm. and, and I think uh, Rafi Costa, not Rafi Costa, Tavi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rafi Costa, he tweeted out as well. Uh, going back four years for china their holdings have dropped by about 400 billion mm -hmm. they were they were up to like 1.3 trillion about four years ago yeah so if you look at september last year they're over a trillion and almost a trillion fifty yeah now they're uh approaching uh 900 billion mm -hmm. so yeah i think the writing is on the wall um they and the other thing as well is the geopolitical situation. The China is probably trying to uh, get out of treasuries as quickly as possible. And why do I say as quickly as possible? Because I don't think they want to uh, take the risk. Take the risk. Well, not even risk. If they start really dumping treasuries, you know, the 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 rest of the treasuries they have could could become worth a lot less. Yeah. It's yeah. like in in the normal market when I worked in the futures market. I remember we had, this is a good story, actually. Mm -hmm. We had one of the biggest insurance companies in Italy mm -hmm. and they're trading futures with us. And we found out that the, the trader was not supposed to have, was kind of hiding the huge positions they had. Mm -hmm. And we, we had to get out of it, but I couldn't do it like in one go. It took me uh, like two, three days because of such a big position. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with the Chinese. They don't want to dump it because that that would drive prices, you know, down, down very faster. Quickly. Right, and it would take a bigger loss. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, so speaking of which, uh, we keep it. We got uh, we'll get ready to take some questions, but I want to share with you an article real quick. So I, I, the Silver Institute. So make of it what you oh, make. Yeah. Silver heads for the bigger deficit in decades. Silver Institute says so. They're mm -hmm. basically forecasting and projecting that moving forward into the future, silver. Uh, will become more important and it's going to be sought after more and more by for a variety of sectors. But then again, the the above ground supply is not as plentiful as people would hope so. So that should yeah. definitely put pressure on the price. And there's uh, there are very few pure silver miners out there as well. Mm -hmm. And I guess the price of silver the hasn't helped. Yeah, uh, not at all. Because uh, the, the low price of silver that we've seen in the last two years doesn't encourage uh, uh, people to fund these projects, yeah. which is a shame. I, I think, uh, yeah, it depends on the, the mine, but uh, some some mines, like the cost is $17, some is less, it depends. Okay. But yeah, there's very few. Right, and then you got the costs, uh, energy costs. So all, you know, all the, you know, factor in all the geopolitical events going on as well, which hinders yeah. or helps certain mines, whether they're small or big. So one of the things I want to mention real here, uh, real quick, is that just, you know, just looking at this little uh, graphic here, uh, 2022, the demand for bars and coins. Yeah, I know. Was, that's was, Well, that's silver squeeze, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the silver supply has dropped by 110 million ounces since silver squeeze. Yeah. So I, I anticipate.
also continuing into 2023, especially as uh, uncertainty in the markets continue to uh, rise. So, uh, all right. So, oh, you maybe, or maybe the younger people who have been in crypto, they might uh, think, you know, where could we, wh where can we, you know, and they're going to be greedy uh, because that's uh, a lot of them were in crypto. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. might get greedy in silver. Right. And that's the thing, like the, the more the, the contagion spreads within a crypto space, therefore, the more selling pressure people will be dumping, unloading. Right now, everybody's keeping an eye on Grayscale because they're allegedly the biggest, you know, Bitcoin holding fund. And so if they have to liquidate some things. Was it Grayscale? Huh? What's it called? Grayscale. Grayscale. OK. It's, what about uh, have you seen that because there's a Bitcoin ETF? Uh, apparently it's trading at a 40% discount. Yeah, and, that's that. That's that grayscale. Oh, is that it? Oh, great. Yeah, so let me see. I have, I've been, I've been ranting on that too, but let me, I got some, I had a visual aid. I erased it, but uh, it. so, so digital currency group, which is the, basically the, the big head honcho that has a majority ownership in a lot of these companies that are being exposed right now the genesis the gemini and all. so they are the ones that are the owners of the grayscale trust primarily and so there are rumors out there that they're needing yeah. some liquidity so they're out there trying to raise funds so everybody's trying to raise funds to cover these losses so yeah. they're going to sell something and that's going to put a, a, of, market. a lot of people on wall street fund managers and everyone they, they buy these uh etfs right I've spoken to some of them and said, oh, I have a great grace, you know, the GBTC, they call it GBTC, right. but I see today it's down another 5.6%. Right, right. Uh, so, last, last month is down 26%. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, that's a problem. So I'm sure a lot of investors are now looking, wondering about the the long-term trajectory of their, of their investments, so they're going to panic. And so point of story is, as a crypto market has its fluctuations continually, it'll be easier to reach people and tell them about, hey, gold, silver, you know, it's 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 out of that digital world. But then again, it's something you can hold in your hands and it's nowhere yeah. near previous highs. So when the yeah. when the race to the moon starts, you, you hold some real. They, and and they've those. never, never gone to zero in uh, 5000 years. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's uh let's get to some questions if you want to. Uh let's uh let me see here. So let's uh feel free to throw out some thoughts, ideas, or questions in the chat. Oh, there's a persist persistence over resistance as a question. Well, we have Mario. Uh does the connection Gary gives or has to ETH make you nervous at all? Uh, I didn't know he had a connection to uh Ethereum, uh, Gary Gensler. Uh, all that I knew is ha has a connection to uh the father of the uh, Alameda hedge fund girl who doesn't like stop losses. But I, I didn't know he had a, a connection to Ethereum. I think that uh, it doesn't Ethereum. worry. Me. I mean, I, I have a little bit. I, I said in the beginning that I've staked some Ethereum, but it, it's it's chump change. It's not much. And, and it's, uh, it's stuff that I earned. Uh, through posting videos on Steemit and DTube. It's not money that I put into it. Yeah, I think he, he might be referring to um, just Ethereum now that it's proof of stake now being categorized as a, a security. Yeah. And with that in of itself will definitely put downward pressure on oh, yeah. Ethereum. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's uh, Ethereum. The thing is when Ethereum was proof of uh, work. Yeah. 
it it was ne- as proof of work it will never su- be scalable mm-hmm. uh, and uh yeah and it's going to be very slow as well as proof of work so uh, proof of stake will make it a lot more scalable and quick like eos is proof of uh stake but eos never succeeded and and i i was involved with eos i put some money in eos yeah um, so uh, the thing is i never thought ethereum was going to succeed as proof of uh proof of work mm-hmm. because it's much easier to ha- to use your uh, debit or credit card uh, and uh yeah ethereum is supposed to be the bitcoin with a smart contract yeah. Yeah. Top, but it's too slow proof of uh, stake yeah it, it could be a problem because then you could get uh it could a few whales wall street whales mm-hmm. own the of uh ethereum ethereum alliance is all funded by the big boys so microsoft they all have they all have a stake in the game yeah. well before the ethereum chain yeah. was even rolled out so jamie diamond his bag is probably larger than most of the people <laughs> on wall street because the banks are a part of this so it's it's i, I always believe that it was intended to benefit them. Well, they were they were involved in ethereum even uh before yep. Let me show so you that, that, guy, uh, that Russian guy. What's his name? Who supposedly uh, started it? Oh, Vitalik. And so he's just like a a bank a banker's uh, puppet. It's my suspicion. So if you go to, let me just share this with you here while we on the screen. Yeah, so if you go I to, tell you guys how much Ethereum I have right now staked seventy seven dollars. So it's not going to break. So there you go. So the Ethereum. Uh, Enterprise Ethereum Alliance was formed before the actual blockchain was released, and a lot of the backers happened to be. Uh, let me see here so I can show you some of the members. Uh, members, you know, so a lot of the backers happen to be so Microsoft is in here. There we go. Uh, nope. So Microsoft is in here. Uh, Goldman Sachs, yeah. uh, JP Morgan. So they, they were off, they, they put up the capital to do the development for this protocol back before it became Ethereum. It was Ether back in the day. So long yeah. story short, they've been a part of the growth process from day one. And mm. it wasn't surprising that it went from proof of work to proof of stake just because that gives it more, uh, it's more centralized, put like that. Like the people who have the most- oh, Realize, yeah, right. So that's in their favor because they are the ones that funded it. So it's good to say they're going to benefit the most. So <laughs> Low blood pressure says proof of scam or proof <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right let me get here so feel free highlight everything in a dollar the questions to stand out or put a name and we'll try to get to them uh, and, uh let yeah. me see here oh uh over here oh no is where it... you at the, here's a question here so you can speak on this part for glint because are you still involved with glint so it says here does anyone know about upma compares to glint and so uh upma i'm familiar with them they're a company out in Utah. They have the gold backs and things like that. And it's a depository that's uh, basically a, a legally uh, designated company. Now that gold and silver has been reinstated as money in Utah, oh, they're able to say that you can actually pay use. You can use gold and silver and yeah. they separate it from fiat. So you take your fiat, put it in the gold and silver, and you can actually use the gold and silver to pay bills yeah. in, that, in, that, in that system there. So it's quite interesting but it's a banknote with gold in it right right it's infusing different than uh glint glint is more digital but uh they do hold your gold 
uh, an allocated account in uh, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. and, uh, basically, you, you have an app and you've got your gold and then you can use your uh, uh, prepaid card, debit or credit card, if you want to call it. And uh, you can spend it and, and it does the uh, you can spend it, let's say your gold. If you are in the U.S., it will do the um, exchange almost instantaneously from uh, XAU to USD. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's not com comparable to uh, the UPMA. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah. They they have a card as well that allows you to do it. But my thing is, like, you know, you, you, I'm not, who's well, if they have a card, then they have to also do the exchange. Conversion, right. Because you can't really go to uh, Walmart. And pay with a gram of gold. They would say, <laughs> "What is that?" <laughs> you have to pay with forty uh, dollars or whatever the gram is. All right. Here's another question here about privacy coins. It says, "What do you think about the ban on privacy cryptocurrencies like Monero and Zcash?" So, as of now, there hasn't been an official ban. Just more so scare tactics, I think, by them by yeah. the government trying to fund yeah. uh, some companies to try to break the privacy protocols. But I the think thing, it's more fluff. The thing is. Uh, these private uh, coins mm -hmm. or currencies, they're just software created by people. Mm -hmm. uh, so how can someone ban uh, a software? You know, right. if you're out, I, I think what they're, they're trying to do is like stop people from being able to convert, let's say, is it Monero mm -hmm. in, into uh, fiat? That, that's what they're gonna try to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, if you find someone that wants Monero, uh, yeah, they can't stop you from uh, bartering uh, Monero for, I don't know, for, for a car or whatever. Uh, here's another question about Glint's. Uh, Glint, uh, Glint has a premium, so I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, well, they, they have to. I, I think the premium has increased a little bit mm -hmm. the last three years, uh, like everything has, but it, it's not as much as uh, buying, let's say, uh, an ounce of physical gold. But uh, I'm not sure what the premium is right now for buying gold. It's probably uh, not more than two percent, but don't don't quote me on it. Yeah. But you know they need to have a, a premium. Uh, let's say when you transfer dollars by, by the gold, because if they didn't, you know they wouldn't be in business. Right, right. That's crucial. Andrew Novak says thanks for the info. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, how do you ban a plant? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What that means. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Uh, so Jeff, you says, you know, where did you guys meet? Yeah, Jojo jo jo Wave says Bitcoin is also software, Mario. Yeah, I do know that B Bitcoin is software. Right, and, and, I, I, and, I, and a lot of people use the Freedom of Speech Act, like you know, software falls under freedom of expression and stuff like that, First Amendment. So I'm like, I, I haven't dived deep down that, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll run with that. So. Um, but to the question about how do we meet, uh, it was about two, two or three years ago, I reached out to you for an interview and we've interviewed several times and then you joined the wise talk. Oh program. yeah. That's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I interviewed Mario yeah. maybe three, four years ago. Eventually. Yeah, the wise guys didn't really catch on, did it? And no, it uh, did just because it was doing, it was doing lockdown. So it served yeah. its purpose to try to help spread information fast from different people. But I enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I, I remember, remember uh, Bitcoin Ben was quite a funny guy. Yeah. I haven't seen him around that much. He, he, he got his his channel got canceled. Why is that? I mean, he got he he started going deep into like you know the the health situation. I mean, he just went oh. you know he went 
he went extreme. So, mm. uh, so they, but he started another one. And as of now, a lot of a lot of things apart from George, you know, George Gammon is you know doing his thing, yeah. but uh, a lot of people just more so just went went in, went in, went into hiding for the most part. Uh, but those were the good old days, man. Uh, rethinking the dollar. What did you work before YouTube? For YouTube. So I come from the sports realm. So I do like sports training, coaching, things of that nature. So prior to COVID, that's my primary. But since then, Jeff, I've just mentioned into the digital stuff. Jeff Hughes says you still are wise, guys. <laughs> oh, appreciate you. <laughs> so yeah. let me actually, I'll, I'll pull up one of the, uh, I'll just show on the screen here, one of the old uh, street, even, even, even Trader Steph back in the day. It was, uh, it was nice hanging out with Trader Steph, but oh yeah, I, I was still uh, at another angle here in the room. I had my uh... <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So here's the the wise talks from back in the day. This was well, this was uh, two years ago. So yeah, George Salmon, he was very quiet. He didn't say much, did he? Yeah, he chimed in every blue moon. That's when that's before George, you know, really took off. <laughs> but uh, good old days, man. Um, all right, what else we got? Any other questions out there? Uh, wise guy is a great way. We got Switzerland is not neutral anymore. No, they're not. They, you know, they they um, their neutrality has been diluted. Yeah, um, everybody's responding now to the Federal Reserve hiking. Like everybody's trying to figure out how to contain their own mess, keeping things from spilling over in their own country. Mm. Um, I says, how track the metals? Here's a, how are they going to track the metals? Credit card, bank card type thing. MW, what exactly refer to track the metals? Well, I think if you're talking about just you sell that, they, they sell the metal and then put the fee out on your card and then you spend it. So if that's are you talking about lint or I don't know what he's talking about, like uh, the, the, does he mean the authorities tracking how much metal you've got? I, yeah. I guess I don't know if the uh, bullion dealers or the coin dealers keep, uh, you know, they have to keep records of what you do. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I see more thoughts here. And I just said, do you guys know? Did you know a gallon of gas is still a quarter? Pre sixty four still buys a gallon. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's held its value. That's the importance of real money, real sound money. Um, all right, we are 42 minutes. Um, I don't see any more questions out there. So I appreciate you guys for hanging out. We're at what, about 226 online. If you haven't hit that thumbs up button, as always, that'll help your boy out. So um, Manico64, you guys know where to find them at as well. Um, all right, so we are heading to the weekend. Next week we got Thanksgiving, so it'll be a very uh, – full week <laughs> to say the least but um yeah so what, what are anything that's uh, coming up worth paying attention to that uh, we should keep our eyes on well, what do you keep an eye on i think the uh the fed will be uh not next week but the week after you're gonna have the fomc i think uh november 3rd december sorry december 3rd and 4th mm, okay uh, so that'll be worthwhile they, yes. they, they're already they're already front running what they're going to say. So we already know it's 50 basis points in yeah. December 15th. Yeah. So, but yeah. uh, I guess uh, Thanksgiving uh, will slow things down around the world. It's only the U.S. that has Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So it'll be quiet Thursday and Friday. Uh, yeah. the markets and um, 
but uh, here it's uh, business as usual, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the word on the transition into the new monarchy with uh, Chucky Charles over there? Yeah, like Chucky, Chucky three sticks. <laughs> yeah. is, is, is it is it hushed down now because of other concerns or what? There's not much talk about him right now. It's more, more there's been a lot of talk about the latest uh, budget statement they had yesterday. The you know the the fact that the new government is uh, raising taxes for the middle. They call it middle England. You know the average person and yeah. also uh, the upper middle class who going to pay a lot of tax, while at the same time. Uh, they're going to keep government spending quite high. Mm-hmm. They're going to increase a pension, uh, the national pension, uh, by ten percent, which is mm-hmm. quite quite large. And yeah. the people that are like uh, d- disabled and on benefits, they're going to get the raises as well. So they're mm-hmm. squeezing the the private sector, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and they haven't really cut the size of government. And I think that's what uh, the Bank of England and the investors wanted because yeah. uh, the gilt market right now is pretty stable. But uh, uh, I don't think it's going to be that good. Our economy is going to go into recession. It already is. But, yeah, there's not much talk about uh, King Charles at the moment. Well, I mean, so it just seems like things are somewhat stabilized, I, you know, from the guilt side of things, which because that created a big panic. But yet, you know, 2023, you know, I'm sure more of the truth will surface and more wheels will fall off the bus. So um, but anyway, people, um, as always, thank you for blessings with your presence. Hit that thumbs up on the way out and uh, we'll be back at it next oh. week. What up? What is that? I see who the heck is Chucky Three Sticks? That's King Charles the Third. there's three sticks i I did catch that one so uh all right my good people be blessed be safe enjoy the rest of your day and weekend see you guys later peace Peace.